Hi there. My name is Preston Puto. Welcome to the Lake Ridge Community Church Podcast. This is where we share some of our messages from Sunday mornings. So we're glad you're here to listen. We'd love for you to join us in person. We meet on Sunday mornings at 1030 a.m. at Our Lady of Wisdom School here in Chestermere. At our core, we're a community of people. So we gather on Sundays, but we also do a lot in the week together. We are people learning to follow Jesus and love our city. So to learn more, visit lakeridgecommunity.com. Hope to check in and visit with you soon. Take care. Thanks for listening. The kingdom of God is very much like my attempted backyard garden in 2020. Let me read, oh, I want to show you one more picture. Sorry, I forgot about it. Oh, nope. Yeah, there we go. There was some success. There was some success. I got carrots out of the backyard, and you know what? I ate some of them, and some of them rot because (laughs) I... I couldn't eat all those carrots, and I tried to give them away, and no one wanted them. And, but um, I will say, previous to me harvesting those carrots, also, I don't know why I'm sharing this story here, but he, before I, um, one of the very first COVID things I did was, oh, we're going to be locked down for three weeks? I had heard that if you ate enough carrots, you could turn orange. So <laughs> I was like, What a time in my life, if ever, to turn orange, it would be when I'm locked up for a month. So I ate between 10 and 15 carrots a day, every day, (laughs) in an attempt to turn orange. (laughs) I, uh, I could say I was slightly, very slightly successful. There was definitely a little bit of orange pigmentation, but not much. It was so barely noticed. It was like, is this a tan or is this carrot? I don't know. Like, how many times have you asked that question, by the way? Is this a tan or is this carrot? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> the, I, anyway, so uh, I got so sick of eating carrots, I couldn't eat them anymore. Like, I would eat them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and my bedtime snack. <laughs> and... Uh, Needless to say, I was not vitamin A deficient. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, I harvested those. And I'm like, of anything that grew, of anything that actually showed promise in my garden, it was the carrots that I was already sick of. Anyway, that's, that's, that's that. The kingdom of God is very much like my attempted backyard garden. Let me read through this parable that we read through this morning already. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat. And then he went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, Didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. Jesus replied. The servants asked him, do you want us to go and pull them up? Do you want us to go and pull up all of these weeds? What does Jesus say? No, he answered. Because while you are pulling the weeds, 
you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned, then gather the wheat and bring them into my barn. God is up to something here. He's growing something new in our world. There's lots of great and beautiful things sprouting up. But what this parable is telling us is amongst the good and amongst the amazing things and the beautiful things that God is growing in our world, there's also tragedy and evil. If you hadn't realized, this parable is very much a metaphor for our lives and humanity around us. But what is Jesus' response to the weeds? Is it our responsibility to go around whacking the weeds just to make sure you're up? Is it our responsibility to take care of the weeds? You know, if this was a gas one, it would be much louder, but probably wouldn't be allowed in here. <laughs> I'm going to read... Uh, I'm going to read this again slowly, but stop throughout it. This will be the third time you're hearing this. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. So try and place yourself here. What these metaphors do is, is to try and awaken your imagination, to try and make it real in your head. So the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in the field, picture maybe a farmer, picture yourself, picture someone around you who's just planting seeds. Maybe you do plant seeds yourself. Picture what that's like. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. So the people at the time would have immediately understood what was happening because a lot of people had a very good understanding of the agriculture of their time. There's another photo that, that I have that I want to show you guys. Um, the word for, for weeds in here is the Greek word, hold on, zidzania. It's kind of a mouthful, most Greek words are. But the Greek word is zidzania, also known in English as darnel or tares. So it's not a particular wheat. It's not a particular wheat. It's a weed that fits in incredibly closely with wheat. And if you haven't planted wheat and you don't know what wheat is, come take a look at these two photos. One is the weed, zidzania or Darnell or tares, whatever you want to call it. And the other is, is wheat. And when it's all together, it is very difficult to tell which one is which. And it is not, in, even in, in the scripture here, when the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. Before the wheat becomes fully wheat, before there's actual yellow head to the wheat, do we see the difference between the wheat and the weeds. So you actually can't even see what the wheat is until it has been fully realized. Outside of that, 
It's all just kind of mixed in together. Good and evil, very much represented by the wheat and the weeds in this parable, are a lot more complex. And we actually have a lot of struggle between defining who is good and who is evil because we, what this parable is maybe telling us, is we actually just don't know. I'm going to continue reading the the scripture. It says in verse 27, The owner's servant came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where did the weeds come from? In this metaphor where evil is the weeds and, and the good is the wheat, they're asking, where did evil come from? How many times in your life have you asked that question? I'm sure I mean, I mean, I have. You don't even have to have a faith background to ask why there's so much evil in this world. Where, where, where did it come from? Why is there pain? Why is there disparity? And why is there evil? This is what they're asking. Where did the weeds come from? If God really is in charge of this world, why is there so much evil in the world? What is happening? Where did it come from? These are, these are what the, these disciples, sorry, these, these people are asking. And Jesus gives an answer. We tell you that answer is not satisfactory. <laughs> if you remember the first two times we read, it's kind of like, I don't know. Verse 28 starts with, an enemy did this. And that's it. An enemy did this, which is, I don't know. It's like, why is there evil in the world? An enemy did this. Okay, there's still so much tension and there's so much left unanswered. The core biblical insight is that evil is an invader. It's not what God wanted. And that there are unseen forces at work. And we want to know what those unseen forces are. We want to know what, what, what is it? Where is it? How do I find it? Why is it here? And God is like, nope. This is, I, I read this, and I'm quoting it here, and uh, I think it's really good. The purpose of the Bible, I, I, don't, I don't know who, who wrote this, so I would otherwise quote them, but the purpose of the Bible is not to tell us why evil is here, but to tell us what God is doing about the evil that is here. Let me repeat that. The purpose of the Bible is not to tell us why evil is here, but to tell us what God is doing about the evil that is here. Let me keep reading. The servants asked him, do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered. Because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. So the weeds are around. Should I just get rid of them all? You know, like there's, there's this wheat and weed thing happening. There's weeds among the wheat. And let me tell you, I feel like our gut response is to just get rid of the weeds. That's what we want to do. But we, we, don't, 
we don't know what is wheat and what is wheat. In fact, we're not supposed to know. I can even just picture this now. Um, <laughs> think of, it doesn't have to be a neighbor, but think of someone who lives close by, a family member or a neighbor. Or even just this, a neighbor who lives next door and their dog poops on your lawn. <laughs> and then, not only does the dog poop on your lawn, they park in your parking spot on the street that you always park in, but when you come home late at night and you see that it's taken and their part of their vehicle is edged up onto your driveway, blocking you from getting in, man, that person is a thief. You know, like, that's kind of our gut response to things, right? Like, and what, what, what do we want to do with that? What do we want to do with these persons? We want to call them out. We want to put them in their place. We want to tell them who, who they are and what we think of them. I'm not, that goes through my head. I mean, that hasn't really happened to me, but I've heard stories of, of it happening. But it's happened to other people. It's happened to me in other scenarios where, like, someone has wronged me not because they were trying to wrong me, but because it was just they were being careless. They weren't thinking about me. How could they not think about me? And then I get annoyed, and, and then they're, they're a weed. Let's tear that weed up. Jesus knows that this is how people think. And he knows that that's not what his people are going to be about. A citizen, sorry, a resident, might be someone with a weed whacker. Might be someone who cares only about himself. A resident of a place might only care about how am I going to flourish in this community? How am I going to get what I need? How am I going to stop X, Y, and Z from happening. God knows that if he entrusts his followers to decide who's a weed, who's wheat, that it will go horribly wrong. And that's not the responsibility of the kingdom. Right now, our responsibility, as told in this story, not to tear weeds down, not to decide who is weed and what is wheat. Our responsibility here is actually as kingdom people, as people who love Jesus, our responsibility is to grow wheat. Just to grow wheat. It's not to decide who's in or who's out. It's not to decide who is not included and who's not, who, who is. It's not to decide who's, who's welcome and who's not. Our responsibility is to grow wheat. And guess what? There will be weeds. It's not our responsibility. Let me continue the verse. Sorry, this, this parable. Verse 30 says, Let both grow together until the harvest. At the first at that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned, then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. Later on, 
there is uh, an explanation of the wheat and the weeds. And I wanted to go into it, but it would make my sermon much too long. I encourage you to read further in Matthew 13, and it talks further about this, um, this parable. Um, but it said, but what it does is it explains that the harvesters are his angels. So it says, at the time, I will tell the harvesters, the angels, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles. So is our responsibility to separate the wheat and the weeds? Is it our responsibility to decide where, which goes where? No. Our responsibility is to grow wheat. Jesus here is speaking to what is the kingdom of God's responsibility in a time of evil. Is it to whack wheat or is it to grow wheat? Here we are 2,000 years after Jesus has come and I would say we've been fairly good at growing wheat. In fact, we are on the other side of the world 2,000 years later still talking about Jesus Christ and what he's done and how he's working in our lives today. Yeah, we can grow wheat. Great. We are not to be people of violence to whack the people who are weeds down or who we think are weeds. Just imagine if the people of Jesus took it upon themselves to be the weed police of the world. Oh, wait. You can just look at history and look at portions of time where the people of Jesus have brought it on themselves to be the weed police, to decide who's in and out. There are periods of history where Christ followers begin to use force or violence or even politics to enforce the teachings of Jesus. Can you see spots where that might be happening even right now? But you turn a blind eye because you think Jesus' way is better. Jesus' way is better. But Jesus' way is for Jesus' followers. We are to grow wheat. We can't expect people who are not followers of Jesus to live under the teachings of Jesus and to force it. And in reality, we should be planting wheat. I'm going to say that probably three or four more times. Jesus did not appoint us to decide who is wheat, who is wheat. Now, back to my garden. Is it easy to grow a crop among weeds? I don't, if anyone hears a garden, I, obviously I'm with my nice little green thumb. <laughs> Actually, side story, I, <laughs> I brought home a raspberry plant <laughs> about three weeks ago because I'm like, oh, I like raspberries. I'm going to grow this. And then Marilyn's like, yeah, you're going to need to like dig a hole and like take up half of the yard and like all these kind of things. I'm like, oh, I just thought it could just stay in this pot. I have nothing. I have no idea what it comes to <laughs> when it comes to gardening. Um, but imagine in planting a garden, 
especially a garden that might have lots of weeds already in it. That is a challenge, and that is hard, and that is not the easy route. But you know what Jesus in this parable is calling us to do? Jesus is telling us to not take the weed whacker and get rid of all the weeds or get down on all fours and pull out all the weeds. That is not our responsibility. Our responsibility is what? Grow wheat. (laughs) It is counterintuitive to grow a garden that is already full of weeds. Jesus Christ and his message is often counterintuitive to the culture that we live in. And that's okay. And just because it's harder doesn't mean it's not worth it. I can think of many times in the last 10 years where I personally have decided that this person, this group, this denomination, this X, this Y, this Z are weeds. And I have decided that they weren't worth my time. And in realizing and, and writing this, I'm just like, geez, I, have, I am this person too. And I don't want to be. So my challenge to you guys, as you go from here, is you, our gardens, our figurative gardens, our world is going to be full of weeds. And we won't even know if they're weeds or not. But they'll be there. And our job isn't to cut them down. Because we could cut, we could cut down good wheat in the process. Because we can't tell the difference. Only God knows that. And our responsibility, as we become from res, res, residents to citizens, as we become citizens of the kingdom of God, what do citizens of the kingdom of God do? We grow wheat. How do you become a citizen of Chestermere, of our kingdom, of wherever you're from? You grow wheat. Can I get everyone to stand for the benediction? I'm just going to pray for you guys quickly. God, thank you so much for this time. Lord, thank you for who you are and how you're blessing us. God, bring peace in the midst of what we might perceive as weeds. God, and even though those weeds might be perceived as weeds, they might even be wheat, and we don't know. So God, give us peace through all of this. Yes, God, thank you that you make life a journey. We had to meet so many different people. Thank you, Lord, that you are here with us, even when it is difficult. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace as we go plant wheat. Amen.